The following podcast contains explicit language. I have a voice to have a mic in my hand. Without that, it's like kryptonite and Superman. Seven times out of ten, we listened to our podcast at night. Thus spawned the title of this program. Facade Podcast. Fam! What's up with y'all this weekend? <laughs> Boy, a lot that happened over these last two weeks. Man, and I, I'm finna, I'm finna extra get into it. Oh, my bad, my bad. Let me, I forgot. I gotta, I gotta introduce the podcast. So this is a facade podcast hosted by the two of me, the professor, the student, hip hop junkie, R&B savant. The radical conservative hustler, never informant, the one who seeks to understand while being understood. <laughs> now, y'all know all I welcome, and I understand that my nerd don't always translate well, so bear with me. <laughs> now, hey, now you know the podcast is it's still new. This episode five, season one, the name of this one's called. Funeral protocols, <laughs> man, and we're gonna get into that in a minute. But first, to so check it out today, Sunday, I just got through watching Endgame Avengers. Man, that movie was trash. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out how people was crying. It was people they they said they was crying. They was, you know, they lives wasn't right after they seen it. Uh, man, I was in that movie like, man, this is, I, I yeah, I, hey, I didn't get it. So here's my, this, this the only spoiler I'm going to hit y'all with. One spoiler. So, they go back, I ain't going to say who, and Thanos finds out the plot. Thanos comes into what is the Avengers future. Thanos gets offed before, actually after the finger snap. But it's the future of Thanos, right? So if they off Thanos and was his future, he was never in the past to put the gauntlet on and snap it to erase everybody to begin with. <laughs> I'm a, I'm gonna let y'all sit on that one, cause I still ain't got it. Now I'm a hey, I'm a space time continuum a junkie. I done watched every episode of Star Trek Next Generation, of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, of uh, Star Trek Voyager, enough to know that sometimes when you get caught in that space time continuum loop, what you did to try to stop what happened is the reason why it happened. From the began, right? That's that's the that's the conundrum of space time continuum going back and forth. So anyway, yeah, I just got through leave and I just I gave Marvel twenty two movies for everybody in my family. That's like a thousand dollars. And I'm still saying, you know, uh Civil War, that was the best Avengers joint, and then Black Panther was second, uh Iron Man three was third, and then I'm gonna go with uh uh, Doc Strange, 
Civil War. I like Spider-Man Homecoming better than Endgame. But that's 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 a whole nother thing. So anyway, that that anyway. So I'm, I'm finna get into it. So we we four minutes in. That's essentially what happened. I spent a lot of time grading papers out here, man. Being a professor, is, hey, a lot of it is grading papers, man. You're trying to guide students down the path of righteousness with the W R I T. Yeah, you got that. Get y'all sit on that. But anyway, I be trying. Mm. I be trying, I be trying, I be trying. Whew. That's that's a whole that's a whole nother discussion. So anyway, the facade podcast, season one, episode five, funeral protocols. We about to get into it. So we switch up the format a little bit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dive into the first five hot topics, right? Before I get into my either or, neither nor section, right? So so the first thing to get into is this new Mortal Kombat that dropped on all. Platforms now for me, I wasn't a Street Fighter type of guy, so even though I had Pong first because I was the only child, I had Pong first, then I had Atari, then I had Sega Genesis. Right, Street Fighter was popping. I'm not a Street Fighter person, but Mortal Kombat, man, I'm picking Luke Kang every single time because I hit you with the bicycle kick on the finish him. Like your whole head, is, <laughs> your head is rolling off your body. <laughs> I'm giving you and your head's rolling off your body. Now, even though I like Sub Zero's kill, and I love the get over here, <laughs> that, that, that finishing was nuts. I loved it, but Luke Kang was my guy. So anyway, fast forward, we got the new Mortal Kombat on all platforms. And I love it, hey, because it's on all platforms. But here's what a racism kicks in. So, you know, I'll be living on Twitter. Again, I'm a gamer. Grew up in a gamer generation. So here's the thing. Next spoiler. So if you play with Jax on Mortal Kombat, he's the black character. Now, when Jax defeats all of the opponents, guess what he wins? Rating takes him back to an hourglass, and Jax uses his power to erase the shadow slave trade. Can you feel it? Dun dun. Can you feel it? Dun dun. Can you feel it? Dun 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 dun. dun. I had to hit him with the Michael Jackson with the Jackson Five joint. He erases the chattel slave trade. No more African diaspora, and the world is made a better place. Except for these white supremacist suckers, gamers, on some... I, re- I, I forgot the name. I tried to find it. I couldn't pull it up. This one cat was like, it's racist for Jax to erase the slave trade. <laughs> what? <laughs> What is going on? They heat it. These some of these white boy gamers, they heat it. I don't get it. They also that's racist for Jax to go back in time. They was like, hey, a whole lot of other races was enslaved too. Why wouldn't Jax just all lives matter? Erase slavery for everybody. Instead of just erasing slavery for his African ancestors. Because black lives matter. White gamers, 
that's racist. But I will give it to some other. It was some white, some other white gamers on some. Yeah, that's justification. They was on that restorative justice. I was surprised to see it. They was on it, on it, like kicking back. It, it was, it was some of that Twitter feed was just white boys going at it against each other. So that was refreshing. So we get shout out to all the white allies. They got the joystick in their hand. If you want to get at me on PlayStation Four, I, oh, okay. Well, so so I forgot my gamer code or whatever my name. I think it's Big Hotch, something, nineteen oh six or something. I, I figured out. So I, once my son tells me what my gamer code is, if you want to get some heads busted with me playing with Jacks, because I'm going to free all Africans. I'm going back in time. We're we going to stop this slave trade. I, I, I would probably cry. Matter of fact, I'm going to go live. When I get to the last person, I'm going to do a, a, li- a Facebook Live, and when I get to free my people, man, oh, it's going to be, it's going to be, can you feel it? Boom, boom, can you feel it? Boom, boom, can you feel it? Doom, 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 doom. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be extra jubilant, right? I'm just gonna be crying, man. But Jax, yeah. So Mortal Kombat, folks, get it, play it, free my people if you can. It's, it's still time to do something digitally, yeah, digitally. If you ain't already doing nothing, let's do that. Second thing, man. <laughs> so we know that Magic Johnson quit his role with the Lakers, right? They were speculating that Magic, you know, they they was copying. Genie Bus was copying the uh, Fildedorf. What's his name? Dumbledore. I don't know the guy that's uh, the running the, the Lakers now. And they were saying they was talking wild about Magic. Some people, Shannon Sharp was even implying that they was calling the N word. They was hitting off Magic with the N words. So that's why Magic just quit randomly, right? But anyway, Luke Walton gets fired, and then we find out. Like, less than 24 hours later, Lou Walton gets hired by the Sacramento Kings. And then, this happens. I was scared. When someone assaults you and you think you're going to be raped, coming forward is a scary thing. And I have spent years now dealing with this, trying to forget about it, hoping that I could push it to the side and bury it and hoping that time would heal. And that was not the case. And I feel like over this time, I was able to muster up the courage and have enough conversations with Garo where I felt comfortable to talk about this. Man, you guessed it. Luke Walton out here raping people, allegedly. 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 Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Luke Walton. (laughs) Kelly Tennant. Used to work for Los Angeles Lakers, right, in a capacity where she was interacting with Luke Walton. She said they, he got her in a bad situation, in a private space. And she was like, I don't want to do it. And he was like, oh, you're going to do it. And essentially, you know, did his thing that he shouldn't have been doing. Luke Walton, he gets fired from the Lakers 24 hours later. He's hired by the Kings, Sacramento Kings. And this is what's crazy about it. Sacramento Kings released a statement saying, well, we knew about it. So Luke was honest. He came to us and was like, hey, it's this woman out here that's going to say I raped her. I sexually assaulted her. And then after that, I talked crazy to her about the sexual assault and essentially threatened her, right, for two years. This happened in 2016. Luke Walton, 
uh, the son of the daddy Walton, who got the UCLA t- three championships, Portland Trailblazers championships, still announcing for the Zags out here the flower daddy with the flower shirts on his son out there raping folks allegedly, allegedly. How they ripen allegedly. So, what's up with Luke Walton? Is he my overarching question? Is Luke Walton the new R. Kelly of sports, of sports coaches? We gotta, we gotta put that question out there. Is Luke Walton the new sports R. Kelly? I think that's a fair question to ask. Cause any man that's bold enough to be on some, hey, yeah, I did. Hey, it's my new job. How'd you get hired at a job and then be on some? Hey, we well, you know this is woman out here that says she gonna this gonna be a claim. It's gonna be a claim that I raped her. Like I know it's coming. I was with her. That's probably what he said. Cause usually the men that's guilty that be on some. Well, you know, we had sex. Like Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, he was guilty. We had allegedly, in my opinion, Kobe Bryant was guilty. Allegedly. You know, men be like, yo, yo, we had sex, but yeah, she consented. Yeah, so you know, I got lawyer friends that tell me it ain't what you know, it's what you can prove. In the court of law. And so we're gonna this one gonna play out. We're gonna see how this will play out. I bet it's not gonna play out with Luke Walton losing his job. Yep, not. Not gonna play out like that. He's gonna still be employed. But I'm still trying to figure out how if you got a job, you got fired from a job. Twenty five hours later you got a new job in the NBA. They don't got no Rooney rule like the NFL, so he just he didn't even get interviewed. I mean, didn't nobody black get interviewed? No chance at all? At all? Nobody got interviewed? Mark Jackson ain't never going to get a job in the NBA. I just, I feel it. I'm waiting for the thunder to fire Billy Donovan so you can hire Mark Jackson. He he got the he got the, the Warriors to where they started winning, and they fired him. He ain't got a job since? Since? Man, get up, man. About to have me profane on this show. And I ain't going to be on this podcast. Sorry, I, don't, I ain't going to be profane. Anyway, Lou Walton, is he the new R. Kelly of sports coaches? The third thing I want to talk about. And so I am 2 million percent in support of the death penalty. That's me. 2 million percent in support of it. So I don't know if y'all remember. And this is just as I pay homage to... A brother named James Bird. I want y'all to, if you ain't, I know I got young listeners. So if you're in college right now, you don't know who James Bird is. So I need you to, to Google it. James Bird. I need you to Google June 7th, 1998. So for some of y'all that listen to my show, I know your parents hadn't even met each other in 98. But I need you to Google it, right? Google James Bird. So on the 24th, like, how many days ago was that? Today, 28. Four days ago, William King was executed, right, in Huntsville, Texas. So this is Texas. They, they flipping the switch on you. Hitting, they uh, they injecting you in the arm. They hitting you with the fire squad. Texas, they getting you out of here. So uh, John William King, he was responsible for the murder of James Bird. Now, check this out. Brother Bird, this is what they did to him. Three, three white men. Brother Bird's walking home. In his city, they assault him, chain him by his ankles, and drug him behind a truck on the pavement for about a mile and a half, right? So they just snapped his body all in pieces and killed that brother. Like, I, I just can't, that's, that's my, I don't really got a lot of fears, but I be fearing 
for black men that's just out here in country towns, you know, well, I, I mean, who am I? To, in country towns and spaces, like black men, be careful out there, please, right? So if you recall, so Sean Allen, Barry, and Lawrence Russell Brewer, they was all convicted together, right? So King and Brewer, they were sentenced to death. Brewer was, educate, was educated. He was actually never educated, clearly. He was executed in 2011, and Barry is eligible for parole in 2038. So Barry was a snitch. He snitched on everybody, so he didn't get the death penalty because he snitched. And the other two was dead, so John William King. Yay, yay. Facade Podcast. We, we celebrate your being executed for the wrongful death of Brother James Bird, who was just walking in the wrong place and time, just black outside for no reason. And y'all decide to murder him. So his family never seen his kids, his wife. They never got to see their daddy and husband again alive. So we celebrate your, your execution, right, and paying homage to Brother James Bird. Now, I got to play this clip for y'all as I move to the fourth thing. So I need y'all to Google. Get on Twitter, Google, Blue Tooth. Willie. <laughs> now, Bluetooth Willie, this dude is, is hilarious. You got you to see the video, right? You got to see the video of Bluetooth Willie. Because he'd be clowning people because he, he'll walk up to them and say something crazy. And then when they respond to him, he'd be like, I'm on my Bluetooth. I'm on Bluetooth. <laughs> so <laughs> he, got the, he got the AirPods in, right? So, you know, back in the day. So, if you, so let me see. If you had the Bluetooth, it might have been like 2001. You had the Bluetooth, the one that flipped over your ear. Man, I had that joint. I thought I was cool as the other side of the pillow. To call my man Frat Stuart Scott. Rest in peace. But hey, I look like a buster. That was whack. If you had the Bluetooth in the club with the Bluetooth, with the blue light blue thing beeping, and you weren't on the phone trying to floss, you need to charge that joint. It only lasts like 15 minutes. <laughs> and then you you was out of out of pocket. You had to charge it, and you didn't have a pocket charger, so you had to take it home. So you was in the club looking crazy. I wasn't. I never acted like I could that I was on the phone when I wasn't. But I know plenty of dudes who did. None of which are in my crew. But I digress. Bluetooth Willie, funniest stuff ever. That's what got me doing that work. I don't know. I was picking stuff off the floor. No, man, I'm on the phone. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, so you thought that was cool. <laughs> it was feeling on my grandma at the nursing home. <laughs> oh man, yeah, Bluetooth Willie, that dude was hilarious. Hey, Google that dude. I support him two hundred percent because he is extra hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm getting to my last part, 
right? And, and so the black community, they, they, we've been in, we've been at war with each other over this. So you know we got the we got the Houston principal, right? She uh, Carlotta Outley Brown, principal of James Madison High School in Houston, and so she said, "Hey, I got this dress code." Because you drop your kids off, pick kids up, you come to graduation. And uh, black people was outraged about it. I, I'm going to read her quote. This is what she said. I felt the need to enact a dress code because it was an educational environment, a place of learning. When anyone walks in, we have impressionable children. And we need to have a model of what we want them to know and learn. Right? So she should send this letter to... Uh, Parents that said, it's the new dress code. Y'all got to switch it up. We ain't having no bonnets. We don't want no Daisy Dukes. Hey, I don't see nothing wrong with the Daisy Dukes. No, depending on who got them on. I mean, never, never know. Like, you know, so uh, some people don't need to wear spandex or tights. I get that. Everybody should wear spanks, but everybody don't need to wear tights. Real talk. Men and women. Some of y'all out here looking, yeah, like a bag of water. <laughs> that's what y'all looking like. A bag of water in your in your two little tights. But that's a whole nother conversation. This is what she said. She so quote again. We are preparing your child for a prosperous future. We want them to know what is appropriate and what is not appropriate for any setting that they may be in. And she goes on to say, parents are their children's first teacher. I know that's right. They have to dress a certain way. It's not to prohibit them from their expression, but it's to ensure that they know how to conduct themselves. And then she said it was a mother. Oh, this is another quote. Final quote. She said a mother came in with a see-through shirt. Mm. And you could see clearly all the way to her breast and her nipples. She said nipples. It was did I did I it? I'm sorry if I did I fit anybody? Was I, was I supposed to say nipples? I'm sorry. Yeah. So I'm like, man, black people was outraged. Now, here we go. And you know black scholars, black scholars going to run to a debate quick on Twitter. And they were saying, you know, that it was it was misogynoir practiced by a woman because all the things that she didn't want them to have, they was all against black women, Daisy Dukes. Let me tell you, it's men out here wearing Daisy Dukes. And they shouldn't do that. Now, for those of you who don't know, it was a show back in the day called The Dukes of Hazard. And Daisy Duke, who was the sister of the Duke boys, she would wear these really little shorts. So even though she didn't have no grass, right? Like, you know, some women, they got grass when they wear the Daisy Duke shorts. She ain't have no grass. But they call it the Daisy Duke shorts. So I wasn't offended when I seen her in them because she was, hey, man, she was flatter than the earth. So for some of us who believe that the earth is flat, I believe the earth is flat personally. Because I every time I see pictures of the earth from up top, I don't see no satellites. So who taking that picture? It got to be some satellites in the atmosphere. So I don't think they're taking no pictures from earth. It's all Hollywood. So that's I don't think we did the moon landing. I don't think we did none of that. But that's a whole other discussion. Daisy Duke, flat as earth. Right? And so black women, some black men was like, that's sexist. And they, that kind of policy is controlling the movement of black bodies. Now, you know me. I'm 100% Black Lives Matter. Come on, man. Come on, y'all. Come on. Come on now. I, won't, I wouldn't disrespect you. If you invite me to your graduation, I'm not wearing house shoes. I'm not doing it. I love the movie Friday, right? I love Boys in the Hood. Ice Cube had on house shoes. 
the they look like croquette ones, like the corduroy joints. I had a pair of red ones back in the day. Like it was ten dollars at uh at the Big T uh flea market in Dallas. Cause I was in Dallas in my SMU days. Yeah, I had them joints, they was ten bucks. But come on, man. Uh, come on. Rollers in your hair? Rollers in your hair. Rollers in your hair. At a graduation? Now, I get it if you come to school to drop your kid off and you got rolls in your hair because you get ready to take your hair down because you get ready to go to work. I even get it if you got a bonnet on, right? When you come to school to drop your kid off and pick your kid up. But graduation? Come on. Come on, y'all. Come on now. I know we're gonna, I'm going to rub the, when the rubber meets the roll. I'm, I'm, skirt, skirt. I'm hitting brakes on this one. Now, I get it. When you're dropping off, you can dress how you want to dress. But you can't come to graduation with pajamas on. Not my graduation. I'm going to cuss you out. Smooth out. I'm going to cuss you out. I might even and spit on you for doing that because you know better. We know better as a community. So I don't know why the kick she get the kickback for that. So anyway, I'm off that. Y'all wear what y'all want to wear when you drop your kids off. But when you come to formal, uh, then that goes for basketball games, football games, anything in the public where your kid is, is where you can embarrass your kid. Don't do that. Don't do that to your kids. I know better. And that ain't just black people. That's whoever. Don't do it. Please, don't do it. Anyway, we're 25 minutes in. I had to brush them topics off, man. I had to, man, I got to, let me get, I got to get a, so check this out. Hold on. I had to get a sip of water. So I drink, here's what I do. I drink a gallon of water every day with the two bags of green tea. It's good for you. But also, this one sister, I was talking to her on uh, Twitter. Intermittent fasting. So this your boy. I'm deviating before I get to either or. Neither nor. Intermittent fasting. So, a month ago, I weighed 226 pounds. Right? So I wasn't buff. I wasn't stocky. I was looking. I was getting to the muffin top. I'd have been five pounds later. I'd have had a muffin top. I right? now I seen a couple black men with a muffin top. Duh, disgusting. And I didn't want to be that guy. Right? Not trying to do that. I'm trying to teach you my shirt off. Right? I hit 205. You are gonna hear about it? It's gonna be on CNN. A nerd fine professor at uh, University X taught with his shirt off and was no complaints. So a month ago, I was 225. Right now, I'm 2.13. Now, Beyonce, I didn't jack her diet because I'm going to eat something other than fruit and air. Beyonce eating air sandwiches. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that at all. But I, no pork, no beef. I was already doing that. No fried, no uh, sugar, right? No sugar. But I just eat between 1 and 9 every day. I got an 8-hour window to eat in. And then 16 hours of fasting. So eight of them hours going to be sleep. And then eight of them hours just going to be in a day. I'm telling you, if you can make it through the first seven days of not eating breakfast. Because people tell you, hey, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. I don't believe that. Not no more. I've done enough reading to not believe it. Listen. Intermittent fasting. It's working for you. It's working for your boy. I'm down to 213. I get to 205. Cut the CNN on. Because I'm going to be teaching with my shirt off. 100%. So anyway, we're 27 minutes in. Woo! We're finna get to the protein of the show. Not the meat, because I'm going to be 12, 31, uh, 20. I'm going to be vegan, for sure. So we're getting ready to get to the protein of the show. This is the part where I call either or neither 
No, I, oh, no, actually, wait, hold on. I forgot, I forgot, no. So, Facade Podcast was created because of my bomb therapist allowed me to do it, and I leave with an exercise. So, she gave me another therapy exercise. What The question was, what do I like least about hip-hop and why? You know what I like least? East Coast bias. I hate it. Absolutely hate it. Uh, so, I love East Coast hip-hop, but I grew up in the center of the country, right? So I listen to it all. So East Coast is good music. They got good music. East Coast, well that, if, if you take away Cardi and Jay-Z, East Coast ain't been relevant since 2003. It's just a 50-cent waning. 50-cent came in, kicked the dough in, did this thing. After that, it ain't an album that ain't Jay-Z or uh, Cardi B worth even talking about. East Coast music. They've been falling off for the last 15 years. They don't want to hear that, but it's absolute truth. Absolute truth. That's what I hate. East Coast bias. So, because, you know, they they took the excellence and it just turned into arrogance. And then the music wasn't matching. Jay-Z, you know, do the Black Eyed album, he disappeared and they just don't, they can't keep up with it. Right? They just let it fall off. And so, here's what I did to the assignment. I was like, hey, based on region, right? This is region. I'm breaking it down. Four regions, and I want to know who y'all got. I want to see you in the DMs and the comments. Who y'all got? East Coast. The best rapper on the East Coast is Jay-Z, hands down. Best MC on the East Coast is Black Thought, hands down. Best rapper on the West Coast is Tupac, hands down. Best MC on the West Coast is Ice Cube. Ugh. Or E-40 Fonzarelli. I may go with E-40 Fonzarelli. Yeah, because he changed the game 100%. Best rapper in the South is Scarface. 100%. If you consider Texas, Texas seceded from the Union, joined the Confederacy. So I say Texas in the South. So best, you know, rapper, Scarface. Best EMC is 3,000. 1,000%. 3,000 is my favorite MC ever. He better than Black Thought. Hey, don't don't get mad. Charge it to the game. Go back and listen to the Outcast discography. And the last one is the Midwest. The best rapper of the Midwest is probably Kanye. And the best MC, I hate to say it, is probably Eminem. Like the first three Eminem albums were nuts. And we all know Eminem is a lyrical, miracle, flerical, plerical, plerical, satirical, biracal, pachyrical. Yeah, we know all that. Eminem could actually spit back in the day. Not now. He's trash now. But that's that was my assignment. Now, I want to know what y'all like least about hip-hop. I just hate the arrogance, man. East Coast, be humble. Sit down. Hold up, hold up, be humble. Hold up, hold up, sit down. Hold up, hold up, be humble. Hold up, hold up, sit down. Come on now. We already know what it is. Kendrick is moving in there. For you know, Kendrick dropped another classic album. I might say Kendrick is the best MC on the on the West Coast. For sure. For sure, sure. I might even been said now. Yeah. Kendrick Lamar's first three albums is better than any solo albums the East Coast dropped in 15 years. Debate me about it. Debate me. I dare you. Get in the DMs, I dare you. Anyway, so that that was my therapist take. Right? So my, my therapist, yeah, my therapist, man. My therapist is excellent. She's great. She's great. <sighs> Had to get another drink. I got to get to the bottom of this, of this gallon before I get off the podcast. So you hear me drinking. I'm drinking water. 
not sparkling, but just water, regular water, nothing else, because I don't want to be slurring on my podcast. So, either or, neither nor. Now, I've been, I've been wanting to get into this for a minute, right? For an extra minute. And I, I just want to, I want to talk, I want to talk to the ladies out here, because I know a couple ladies, some in the academy, some not. Some was, that's attorneys, right? So they're attorneys. They out there. And they got $10,000 purses. Because I done seen them. Up close and personal. But it ain't never no purse hoarder shaming. What's up with that? So that's my either. Purse hoarder shaming. Where's that at? Right? Because sneakerheads get shamed all the time. Right, sneakerheads get shamed. I'm a, I'm evolving into a sneakerhead. You know, I did my investments. I got my 401k. I got my, I'm getting ready to invest into maybe a subway. I've been doing the research on subway, man. Subway got a good turnover, but I, I digress. So I'm thinking about investing, but I be investing in sneakers because I'm a sneakerhead. So I, I just want to get one. Like I just I got the black and uh, was it tangerine? I think that was or peach uh, Jordan ones. Right, I got a pair of Jordan. Elevens. Uh, I got a pair of Jordan Twelves, right? I had the threes, but I sent them back. They was kind of narrow, so I just want one of a type of shoe, right? I'm not like a, a sneaker hoarder, but man, I be getting shamed for that. I paid two hundred dollars for a pair of shoes. I paid two fifty for the Chinese New Year Jordan Twelves, the black and white joints. Them joints was fire, extra fire. I got those. I got shamed for that. I ain't got no two no ten thousand dollar purse though. Women don't never be getting shamed. Ever get shamed for the purse hoarders. And I know a couple of them that I know oh man. Got got more than one. Like the Louis bag. I know man, I know two women in particular. They got Louis purses that's twenty four hundred dollars. Right? Cause we we be talking that talk. They got Louis purses, I ain't gonna say the name. They got Louis purses that's twenty four hundred dollars. Two of them. Two women that got more than one. Man, I that's then that's the low end. Like the Louis bag is the cheapest one. It's hey, two chains said the best. We're in the same league, but we don't ball the same. So for those of you out there listening that think Louis Vuitton is the hottest leather bag, luxury bag, it ain't. It's Birkin bags is hotter than that. Now I don't know the woman got a Birkin. They're like twenty five racks. Or they be old. Well, I mean it's 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 just it varies, right? But they don't never get shamed. That's my point. That's my either. This my or. Or mayonnaise and mustard tires on a Cadillac. Man. So check it out. My Uncle Johnny, God rest his soul, 81-year-old Uncle Johnny Hawkins Sr. passed. Right? We laid him to rest last Saturday. Not Saturday, just yesterday. The Saturday before that, right? Laid him to rest. That was my uncle. Uncle Johnny taught me how to dress. You know, he t- he he was like, hey, you know, nephew, hey, blue suit, gray suit, black suit, maybe a tan or brown one for Easter. But, yeah, I don't want to ever see you in a red suit or, you know, a banana yellow suit or a lime green suit. Now, I done seen some brothers out there, and it ain't just your daddy or your grandpa, like dude, like young dudes, 20-something, with the uh, slim fit pants. <laughs> 
<laughs> with the slim fit pants. Pants look like joggers on a suit with the jacket. Youngins, I get it. Dress shoes without socks, I get it. But come on, man. Banana yellow? Man, I ain't trying to police how you dress. Like, rock how you want to rock. Do that. You know, Akajani taught me how to tie a tie. Well, he didn't. But he taught me about the love of a tie. And so this was, this is nuts right here. So Saturday, before we have the funeral, I talked to my cousin Daryl about this. So he comes out with my Uncle Johnny's suit that he was going to work for Sunday. He died on Saturday. Well, he died early in the week, and I didn't come home to Saturday. And Daryl, the tie was tied on it. And he was like, yeah, this is my dad's tie. And I was like, well, uh, let's untie this get another one. He was like, I can't, I can't tie a tie. And I was like, you can't tie a tie? He was like, no, nah, man, my daddy tied all my ties. And I was like, can you never untie them? He was like, nah, I never untied them. So my daddy taught me how to tie the regular tie, how to tie the Windsor knot, right? Then I learned how to tie the bow tie on my own. But then I went to his younger brother, Rodney, and I was like, hey, Rodney, man, you know how to tie a tie? Regular tie. He was like, no, nah, I don't know how to tie a tie. My daddy tied all my ties. And I never untied them. Then I went to the older brother, Johnny K. He went to the military. His daddy tied all his ties. That was my Uncle Johnny legacy. He told he tied all them ties. But one thing my Uncle Johnny told me, because I, I got to speak at the funeral. I felt good. One saying I was going to say, but I didn't say it, was my Uncle Johnny told me, hey, if you know a grown man that wore a clip-on bow tie, he likely a child molester. <laughs> it's not funny about being a child molester, but my Uncle Johnny don't trust no man that wear a clip-on tie. And I'm with him, 100%. If you, you know, my godson, Trent Jr., if he got a bow tie on, that's a clip on, that's tight. His daddy got a bow tie on, that's a clip on, we fighting. Right there, when I see him, it's on, on site. We fighting 100%. If you're a grown man, ladies, if you dating a man or married to a man that wear a clip on bow tie, end that relationship immediately. Cause he doing something shady behind your back that you don't know about. The reason why I brought it up is because I've never seen more cars with mayonnaise and mustard on the tires, on Cadillacs, than I seen in the trail of the funeral. Oh, it was a beautiful thing. When I was younger, I couldn't afford it. I couldn't afford the, the tires because the tires is low, and they, they probably 225, 35, or 40 maybe. Whoa, maybe even a 215, 18-inch. Man, mayonnaise and mustard was everywhere, and I think they only go on the Cadillac. So if you got mayonnaise and mustard on a truck, Come on, man. If you got mayonnaise and mustard on your Ford Escorts, <laughs> come, come on, man. Don't do that. Gonna get you the all-black joints, man. Don't do that. Mayonnaise and mustard is only made for a Cadillac. And I don't care. Cadillac truck, Cadillac Escalade, Tudo Cadillac, E-S-X-T. Is it X-S-T? Or E-X-T? Which one is it? X-S-T? X-S-T. All that. Cadillac brand, mayonnaise, mustard. I see the Park Avenues with the booty kit on the back. Man, it was all love. So, that, yeah, that's my either or. Like, either we need to get some purse shaming for these women out here that's, they got the $10,000 purse because they shaming me for my $250 Jordans, or we need everybody to only, oh, let me let me get close to the mic and say it, only, only, only wear mayonnaise and mustard on your Cadillac. And I say wear it because it's an accessory to the car. Only use mayonnaise and mustard on a Cadillac. 
So that's my that's my either or. Now this right here is my neither nor. And I need you to sit down. If you're listening, I need everybody to sit down. Because this right here perturbs me to the fullest extent. I think I'm going to carry a handkerchief in my pocket. And every time somebody do it, I'm going to pop you right in your face. Right in your mouth. Because I want your lips to swell up and be big as my African lips. I need them to do that. Please do it. This is my neither nor. I don't want you sneezing without covering your face. Or, I just see people like put their face down in their shirt and sneeze. Like spit right onto their chest. And I'll be wondering, like, man, do you got a do you got a t-shirt on under that? Or is it just spit on your chest? So your shirt is just wet. Like when you let that go, your shirt is just wet, stuck to your chest? That's nasty. And the only reason why I bring it up, because I, I I pay attention, so I'm a germaphobe. Like I said to y'all last time, when I listened to the NPR and they said that the screens at the McDonald's had fecal matter on them, it made me think fecal matter's on everything. Like it's just dust settling. Oh, is it really dust? Or is it like fecal dust? Ugh. Is it fecal dust? Just settling? I just seen people. I was in the airport trying to get home to go to the funeral. I was moving around a little bit, and people was just sneezing everywhere. Like, I noticed it. Everywhere. What they need, so here's what they got. So they got the hand sanitizer. What they need is the spray sanitizer. So right when you sneeze, I can spray it right in your mouth or right in your face, right then. So it don't get on me, and it kills it. Right when it comes out your mouth, it just kills it in midair. Or even when you when you sneezing, when you putting your face down, they put their face down in their shirt. Uh, that was a cop. I'm sorry. That was terrible. <laughs> I ain't got to sneeze. But they sneeze in their shirt. Like right then. I need to be able to spray the spray right in your shirt. So that wet that you feel that sprayed on you, and maybe we can get a scent. Like strawberry or pina colada or plum. Now, I like plum. Like plum is one of my favorite scents. Or pear or oh, a kiwi. A kiwi air sanitizer spray? Son, that would be nuts. Man, you could use that to set it off in your, uh, uh, oh, anyway, yeah, but that, hey, we got to get that, that sanitizer, we got to get that immediately. I'm off that. That's my either or, or my neither nor. Y'all nasty, cover y'all faces when y'all sneeze, please, because I ain't trying to get sick. They said the world ain't your daycare. I know the little kids be getting sick and bringing it home to you, and you be getting sick, and you be trying to get me sick. Don't do that. I got great insurance, and I ain't trying to use it because I got sick because you was nasty sneezing in public. What we not going to do. This is the next block. This is the third block of the Facade Podcast, Season 1, Episode 5. I put a lot of thought into it. So I went to my uncle's funeral, and I was happy that he transitioned because he had a stroke. And I didn't want him to be half alive for 10 more years, right? So Jesus came and got him, you know? And it hurt, but it made me think. I was sitting on the front row, right? And so the whole, everybody that was in the church, New Zion Baptist Church, they walked by and shook my hand. Speaking of hand sanitizer, I haven't never, and I counted, 113 handshakes. That's how many handshakes I did. And people walked past me because they didn't know me. So I know my, my cousin girl was sitting to my right and my Mima was sitting to my left. Mima was sitting to the left. And, they, man, they knew Uncle Johnny or they knew that for him from some kind of way. They shook their hands. So I, I know they was like on 175. 
handshakes. But I was thinking, man, I needed some hand sanitizer right then. A hundred plus handshakes? I was like, again, I'm thinking that, man, it just could have came out the bathroom, at the funeral. They could have had the bubble gut. It could have been anything, right? They, did they wash their hands? Did they wash their hands? Did they wash their hands? Like, I don't know. And then you hit me with the handshake. Why are you feeling bad? You hit me with the handshake, but you don't feel bad enough to be like, I just got through in the bathroom. I got the fecal mat on my hands. I shouldn't shake his hand. That's disrespectful. At the funeral, I shouldn't. Just give me the head nod, man. The universal black greeting. Head nod. What's up with the head up? That's it. You don't need to handshake my hand after you just relieved yourself. Like, you could have did that. You could have changed your tire right before you cat in. You could have been eating pork or something. Shaking my hand. I don't do that. I don't do pork. You could have been getting me sick. Don't do that. That's the first thing. Second, prolonged cheek kisses by guys. So I get it. We at a funeral. Don't be kissing my mama with the prolonged kiss. There's a whole lot of ghost up in there. Kissing my mama like she was Beyonce with the double kiss. You ain't never kissed my mama. You seen her, last time you seen her was 1958 when she graduated from high school. Because you graduated with her 30 years. Like, that's what Mima was like. Mima was like, man, I ain't, these people, I ain't, I ain't talked to these people in 30 years. They are pretty talking to me like they care. <laughs> like they care. <laughs> she was going off. But the kisses on the cheek, the prolonged kisses, don't do that to my Aunt Joanne. She don't need that kiss. That's the first time you got to kiss her. And some of you suckers was waiting. That was the moment that you was going to kiss her. She don't need no new husband. Don't do that, man. Don't do. Don't be disrespectful. Don't try to move like that. I get it. You 71. Don't try to move like that. You 65. Don't do that. Don't do that, man. You got your dentures slapped out your mouth. Don't do that to, to my mama or to my angel in. Don't do that just because they, you know, older. And it was some dudes that tried to hit me with the, the, with the double chin. Hey, hey. Hey, man, I'm mourning. You about to be mourning. Your mom about to be mourning. Don't hit me with the If you a guy, don't double cheat kiss me ever. Don't try to do it. Ever. Don't do that. Especially in public. We had a funeral. Come on, man. Don't do that. Third thing, protocol. And this, and I, I hope I don't sound sexist. Don't come to your funeral with your breasts out. Like, we know if your breast is bigger than your bra. Don't do that. Come on, man. Don't do that. Don't come in there with the Baby Gap t-shirt on, with no jacket on, right? With your breasts out, hugging. Don't do that. Don't do that. My cousin Daryl was there with his wife. Right? Johnny K, he was there with his wife. Don't hit him with the breath. Don't hit him with the hug. Because they sitting down. So you leaning down the hug. Cleavage all in the face. <laughs> Cleavage all in the face. Don't do that. Please don't do that. I seen a couple women that was up in there with their breasts out. Two little bras. Or, or well, well, it's one. It's one woman. She's kind of fine. She was fine. But still, just because you find it, still you violating. So don't do that. Don't do that. The next one, listen, don't come to a funeral in workout clothes. This dude had on white Under Armour shoes with a black pant and a white, not even dry fit, like the slick, shiny Under Armour shirt that, that, could, that doubled as a spank because it was too little. With shade, with sunglasses. Don't do that, son. Don't go to nobody's funeral, let alone Uncle Johnny. You, you can't come, don't come to the funeral looking like a rapper. Like if you, if I'm looking at you 
and I think you got a $5,000 chain on, you could have wore a suit. Come on, man. You could have went to, uh, what's the name of that place? With, uh, with, I guarantee it. Why well, you you gonna love how you look? I guarantee. Men's warehouse. You could have went there. You could have got a suit for three hundred bucks. Three hundred bucks. I got a couple of those that I gave away because I upgraded my suit game. But three hundred bucks, man. You got a five thousand dollar chain on. Don't come, please. Don't come to the funeral looking like you a rap artist. Don't do that. And this is the fifth thing for the protocols for funerals. And if it happens again, dudes, listen. I've been in the gym. This is my general workout. Bench press, 225, three sets of 12. Squat, 225, three sets of 12. Deadlift, 225, three sets of 12. So even though your boy ain't baby Black Hulk, your boy can get you off him. Listen, when you give a pound, I want you to visualize this. It was black they grab you. This is black culture. Black men give each other the embrace. We grab hands. Then we pull each other close. So my chest going to touch. I, I, I can feel you. I pull you close. Then I say my condolences to you, dog, for your loss and your family. I love you. And then I let you go. It was dudes that was up on me, hands locked, pound, chest to chest. That put their head, when they leaned in, on my head. Sweat on their head. Grease on the side of my face. Like it was, man, it was soul glow off in there. For a couple dudes. 2019, you shouldn't have a jerry curl. You, your hair shouldn't be processed if you're a man. That's my first thing. But even if you got waves, man, your Murray's is on my face. It's on the side of my hair, and I just cut my hair. I shaved my head. It's bald. So my pores is open, and your grease is transferring from your bald head or your jerry curl head into my hair, into my head. Don't do that. Man, I was heated. There was a couple of you dudes I almost got blunt rolled off in there at a funeral. Please, don't do that. That's, that's the five the five rules for funeral protocol. Write them down. Don't shake everybody's hand unless you use hand sanitizer first. No prolonged cheek kisses by dudes on dudes or the widow or the widow's sister. No breasts out. No looking like a rapper or like you left a workout. And last, when you pound me after bringing me in or any dude in, Man, just give your condolences. Don't be putting your head on nobody's head. That's nasty for a variety of reasons. I'm off that. Y'all done got, y'all done got heated. In, in my, let me get some water. Set my phone down. Let me get some water. Y'all done got me heated. <sighs> Trying to get to this gallon of green tea. Anyway, we're 50 minutes in. I digress. We're at the fourth section of the podcast. It's called Combat. So I had to look up how I spell because it said it's T-A-L-M-B-O-U-T. That's what we're doing. It's black folks. That's what we're talking about. I wonder how I spell phonetically. I try to look up talking about phonetically. Man, it ain't, it ain't even in the in the dictionary. So I, it's probably T-A tilde L-A-M-U silent U-B-U-U-T. Something like that. It's probably, it's probably something like that. So talking about. So this is this the questions, right? Here's the question. So I got two. This the first one. Question. How should men, I ain't going to say who it is. Some of y'all know this person. 
this is a scenario. Question from a listener. How should men deal with women colleagues at work? This Me Too era is new and is dangerous. So I stopped mentoring, complimenting, and practically interacting with women at work. What's your thoughts? Whew. That's, that's, a, that's a sketchy one, man. That's a sketchy one. Because as, as men... So here's the thing. If you're creepy, Me Too should make you adjust your behavior. Right? But if you're not creepy, you shouldn't be complimenting women at work, right? So if you don't know that woman, don't be complimenting her. What is you saying? Like, you can't be like, man, you got a fat. You got Like, you can't say that. Like, you can say nice red bottoms. A woman ain't going to turn you in for that. But you can't say, man, that lipstick look nice on your mouth. Like, <laughs> like you, can't, you can't say that. You can't say that to her. Like, that's offensive. So, I mean, it's just, you know. I don't know about that, but also mentoring. You stop mentoring women, man. Like that's. I mean, I I got a rule, so I don't meet with women in my office with my door closed, right? Because you know, just for my self protection. But mentoring, like you, like women need mentoring. You can't be. You know, I got black woman colleagues that's feminists, and they be on some hey that black male ceiling that y'all out there. Y'all locking black women out of opportunities. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. We are. So black men can practice misogynoir, sexism, and patriarchy. I get it. In the academy or any job. And so if a black woman come to me, a student or a colleague or anybody want to get mentored or help, I, you know, I'm with it. If I try to help folks. So I would suggest, you know, if you want to mentor women, black women, you know, do that. You know, if you want to. I would stop mentoring. But just, man, just check yourself. I mean, like, if you ain't got a woman, if you ain't in a relationship, right, just watch it. Man, just see, I'll just watch your tongue. You know, excuse the pun. No pun intended. Don't don't watch your tongue. Don't watch it. Wash your tongue because you shouldn't have no hot breath in the workplace. Don't do that. So wash your tongue with your toothbrush and even soap for some of y'all with the simple chronic hella. But it, that ain't what I'm talking about. So that's the first one. But the second one, whoo, I had to post it on a video. So the second one is, this one sister said to me, she said, is no such thing as open marriages for men. I repeat that, ladies. It's no such thing as open marriages for men, right? So either you dating that man and his wife, Right? So y'all go into agreement and be like, hey, I'm going to date you, right? And my wife's going to date you, right? You're going to date us. Like that, that, I know some people, I won't say their names, they even engaged in that right there. Or you, or your man is cheating. Like that dude is cheating on his wife. I don't think it's, and I, I concur with her. Like an open marriage? Like if you got an open marriage, you don't love your spouse. I don't think. Like you just be on some, hey babe, you coming? You came home at two in the morning. Where was you at? I was with uh, Hercules. <laughs> I, I was with Hercules. Well, where was y'all at? In, in his bed. We was in his bed, not thinking about you. Like who does that? What kind of marriage is that? Or you'd be like, hey honey, I see you got oh you got a you bought two Louis bags. Yeah, well, they, I got two Louis bags. Turn up. 
And he'd be like, nah, I got these for my other two women. Because we got the open marriage, right? You said that you was cool with that, right? Like, who, who, the, what? Like, who, who does that? Like, I, yeah, I, I, so I don't, I concur with her. 2,000%. Like, it's no such thing as an open, ladies, if a man says to you, I'm in an open marriage with my wife. Like, you need to request an interview time. If he stepped to you and you into that, request an interview time. Or if you're a man that same gender loving, if a guy's like, hey, me and my man, we in an open marriage. Yeah. Interview time, suit and tie. Take them both out to dinner or lunch and be like, yo, I was told by this guy here, Raheem, that uh, you and you, Luke, that y'all in an open marriage, you know, is that true? Because the truth going to come out when, you, when, the, when the sweat comes. And don't, don't tell them up front. Just be like, hey, you know, I want to go with you. I want to take you to dinner, blah, blah, blah. And somehow get in touch with their spouse. And just have the spouse show up, too. And just hit them with the, hey, how y'all doing? Hey, how y'all doing? And they gonna be, then the other spouse going to be like, well, hey, well, how, well, how are we doing? And, and that person that lied to you going to be like, hey, what? <coughs> I'm sick. I'm getting a fever. I got to get up out of here. I can't have this. But yeah, that's how you bust folks. So I concur with the DM person. Like, um, if a man say he in an open marriage, he's not. He's, well, he's either cheating on his wife or his husband or you dating him and his husband and him and his wife. So I do, I kind of I do agree with that. Like, yeah. Ain't no such thing as opens, man. It's 2019, man. I ain't trying to be open for nobody. We're not doing opens. I don't even know what that means. Even businesses closed. I don't even think there's no business open 24 hours. No, so don't do the opens. Unless that's what you're into. Now, if the being in an open marriage sustains your marriage, hey, have at it. Go get busy. Do what you do. But I'm just saying, like, that ain't the norm. So, and I never thought I would say this. In the words of President Ronald Reagan, Trust, but confirm. <laughs> and we we in the final block, y'all. This the D Tangle. We 98 minutes in. So the format of the Facade Podcast, just in case y'all didn't know, for the first time listeners, I come on, I hit you with the what I've been doing, hit you with five random topics, then I get into the protein of the show. We hit you with the therapy exercise that my therapist made me do. We hit you with the either or, neither nor. We hit you with the what we not going to do. That's my favorite part, what we not going to do. Then we hit you with the time about, because that's about y'all. That ain't about me. That's what y'all think about, whatever. I respond to whatever y'all thought about. And then we hit you with the detangle. So this is the detangle. This is the last section before we wrap up, right? So this is the detangle. So with my Uncle Johnny transitioning to heaven, right, it got me to thinking about who are we exactly, right? And so, like, who who am I as a person? Like, I know a professor is what I do. You know, it's not who I am. I am a son of hip-hop, right? That's a juxtaposition. Professor, but I'm a son of hip-hop. I was a son of hip-hop first before I was a professor, Right? It's work and real. That's what I say. Work and real. Professional, personal. Right? But I was doing some interviews. So I'm working on this study. I'm interviewing African 
um, academic student leaders, right? And so I talked to this a couple of these Nigerian brothers. Man, these young brothers, man, they know they speak Igbo, uh, uh, Yoruba. Hope I'm saying that right. And so we got to this question. After interviewing them, it made me think. I asked him at the end of the So every time I end a session with a, with a, in a survey, in a study, I always ask the person, what's the question that you wanted to answer that I didn't ask you? And then they ask me the question, then I tell them, answer the question. So, but after that, after all those questions, I asked them this question. I said, so what do y'all think Africans would be without the interruption of whiteness or colonization? And it got me to thinking, because I'm like, everything that's great that it is to be an African-American is because of our quest for emancipation from whiteness. Like, it's nuts. We were stolen and brought here, right? Enslaved, segregation, black codes. And now we're in a situation where, you know, we code switching, we translanguaging, right? Because we ourselves around us, and when we're around them, we're still ourselves, different version, unless you got allies. Like, I got white friends. I love my white friends. They extra cool because they know what it is, right? I don't wonder if they said things that white folks shouldn't be saying because they know better. They've been vetted, right? So I appreciate that. But it just got me thinking. I always ask students, who would you be outside your colonized mind? Like, who would you be? I remember when I was an undergrad, this one Muslim brother said to me, the best you can hope to be is white. I said, why is that? He said, because language is thought. And you can only think in English. And that's not the language of your ancestors. That's the language of your oppressor. And I was, I was that emoji with a head blow off. I was like, man, what is before emojis? But I was that emoji. And I was just thinking like, wow. That's, let me dissect that some more. So it just got me to thinking like, who am I exactly? Or who are we exactly? Right? Like, I, I partly know, but I partly don't know. I did my DNA test, it's 83% Cameroon. And then, like, the other part of it, 17%, is it? My math is trash. Is uh, Nigerian. You know, they write next to each other on the continent. So I'm like, man, it's, uh, I'll be wondering. I, I'm going home. I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to go home. Probably the next three or four summers I'm going to do it. But this got me to thinking, like, who am I? And I want y'all to contemplate that. Like, who are you? One of the hashtags for the Facade Podcast on Twitter is hashtag be yourself. You know, it's kind of hard to be yourself when you don't know who you are. And so think about that. You know, y'all push the conversation forward. And so anyway, that's the end of the, of the detangle. Yo, it's, it's, a, it's a, a, we're an hour and two minutes in. And so it's your boy Doc Hotch, son of hip-hop. Hey, well, check this out. So this is a sidebar. May 15th, the semester ends. So we're going to get into the Facade Podcast once a week. We're going to ramp it up because we got some things coming in September. Man. Hey. <laughs> we, we appreciate y'all's support. You know, I had some people talk to me like, hey, your podcast is good. Keep it going. You know, it's becoming more coherent. I don't want to sound like I'm rambling, but I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm sifting through my thoughts. I got my feet, I got my shoes and socks off. And I'm running around in y'all heads and y'all thoughts, right? Hopefully. And so, unencumbered. 
And so, anyway, that, that brings the season one, episode five, episode funeral protocols to an end of the Facade Podcast. Hit me in the DMs, uh, the Facade Podcast on Twitter, Facade Pod on Instagram. And oh, yo, 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 so my, my young guns on campus, they said hit y'all with this. So if y'all support the Facade Podcast, we try to get some visuals added, right? So I don't really want to go on Indiegogo or Kickstarter, but if y'all want to fund this grassroots effort, I'm on Cash App. I had the young guns set me up, so I'm on Cash App. It's dollar sign, Facade, F A C A D E, Podcast. That's it. On Cash App. So, hey, if you want to support, I'm hit you with the Obama. I take a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever y'all want to give. We get these cameras. Cameras about thirteen hundred dollars. We gonna get this drone camera too, so I can do the podcast from, you know, five hundred feet. Anyway, we got a lot of stuff coming in September when the new semester roll around. So, I thank y'all for y'all support. And on that note, we out.